This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Mostly sunny today, high near 66. Mostly clear tonight, low around 49. Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 72. Donald Trump's fixer-turned-foe Michael Cohen is poised to testify against his old boss as a key witness at the civil fraud trial that threatens to upend the former president's real estate empire and wealthy image. Trump is expected to be in court today for the highly anticipated testimony, detouring from his usual campaign haunts to the Manhattan courtroom for a sixth day this month. Cohen scrapped their expected showdown last week, citing a health issue. Cohen has said it will be his first time seeing Trump in five years. Trump is expected to testify later on in the trial. All of his trips to the case so far have been voluntary. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office announced that a man is facing the charge of criminal contempt in the first degree and two counts of aggregated, aggravated harassment in the second degree following a domestic incident which occurred in the town of Walton. On April 28, 2022, Delaware County Sheriff's deputies responded to a domestic incident in the town of Walton. Preliminary investigation revealed that the suspect, who was identified as Brian Bennett of Oneana, had been harassing two victims by electronic means and that one of the victims had a full stay-away order of protection in place against Bennett. On May 4th of 2022, two arrest warrants were issued by the Walton Town Court, one for criminal contempt in the first degree and aggravated harassment in the second degree and the second for aggravated harassment in the second degree. On October 11th of this year, deputies subsequently arrested and charged Bennett on both arrest warrants that were issued by the Walton Town Court. Bennett was held at the Delaware County Correctional Facility to await centralized arraignment. U.S. Senator Bob Mendez of New Jersey has returned to a New York City federal court and entered a not guilty plea to a charge alleging he conspired to act as an agent of the Egyptian government. The Democratic former chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee entered the plea on Monday. Mendez stepped down from his powerful post on the Senate committee after he was criminally charged last month with other conspiracy counts. Those charges alleged Mendez and his wife accepted bribes from three New Jersey businessmen in exchange for his assistance. Mendez has vowed to prove his innocence. Federal authorities have announced the arrest of the fifth and final suspect wanted in an ambush shooting that killed a 14-year-old and wounded several other teenagers outside a Philadelphia high school after a football scrimmage last year. U.S. Marshals said 17-year-old Dayron Bernie Thorne was arrested Monday in Philadelphia's Germantown neighborhood after more than a year on the run. An adult and three other juveniles also faced murder and other charges. Authorities said five people jumped from a parked SUV and opened fire on teens walking away from a Roxboro High Athletic Field on September of 2022, killing a 14-year-old and wounding three other teens. Zachary Rowe of Harpersville appeared for an arraignment on a two-count indictment in Delaware County Court. 
On October 1st, Sydney police arrested the defendant on a bench warrant. After being taken into custody, Sydney K-9 Officer Royce Terry and K-9 Officer Riggs conducted a search of the defendant's personal property. Riggs quickly discovered and indicated the presence of narcotics. Officer Terry then used Riggs' indication to obtain a search warrant. A subsequent police search revealed approximately $7,000 in illegal meth and fentanyl. The defendant is accused of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony of possessing fentanyl with intent to sell it. Rose remanded to, remanded to the Delaware County Correctional Facility without bail. Authorities say a third person has died as a result of a weekend crash on the Pennsylvania Turnpike involving a tanker truck carrying jet fuel and a pair of stopped cars. State police said a vehicle had a flat tire just before 10.30 a.m. Saturday on Interstate 476 in Montgomery County. Another vehicle stopped behind it and the truck ran into both of them. Police reported earlier that the truck driver and the driver of the second vehicle were killed. And police said Monday that a passenger in that vehicle had also died. The driver of the car with the flat tire remains hospitalized. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF. Bob Joseph, this is Binghamton Now for Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Phone lines are now open, 607-772-1290. Share your thoughts. Binghamton Now, local callers, local topics, local guests, and... So much more. And it's good to have you with us on this Tuesday. It's like another fantastic day in Parlor City. I already have uh, checked out a couple of scenes. Well, you know, things start early in Parlor City, so the reporting inevitably begins early. Then I take a look at my phone and see, oh my goodness, it's 9.02. I probably want to get over to the studio so we can commence the on-air portion of my day. So the on-air portion of my day is underway and I'll be here in the studio until noon. That is the plan. <laughs> I'll be here till noon. Unless... Uh, other things are uh, necessary due to operational requirements. Operational requirements. Well, we do make adjustments as needed here at News Radio WNBF. Take a look at the Present Sun Bulletin, our top local stories. Um, does polio remain a risk in New York? Expert, no guidebook for verifi verifying eradication. So, polio, 
a top story above the fold in the Binghamton Press and Sun Bulletin. Story by Nancy Cutler from the Rockland Westchester Journal News. Also, our kids are in crisis. David Robinson from New York State Team. New York bills target data, addictive social media to protect youth. And rounding out page one with another member of New York State Team checking in, Chris McKenna. House districts again hang in balance. So those are your top local stories. Binghamton Press and Sun Bulletin. It's Tuesday. And as far as the world stories, well, we continue to monitor developments in the Middle East. Keep you posted as events warrant. Let's take a phone call on our Tuesday. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Oh. Am I on? <laughs> Hello? It's the caller there? Hello? Did I, did I dial the phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, John, from Binghamton. Happy Tuesday. I, I, something's going on. I'm going to call the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to call New York Telephone. Call, call their Binghamton office at 64 Henry Street. Talk with the Binghamton office general manager. She'll be glad to speak with you. Well, um... I'm I'm interested in becoming a telephone operator at some point. <laughs> I, uh, I want to be a switchboard operator. I want to work the switchboards. A fascinating device. A fascinating device. Uh, John from Binghamton, and I want to talk about uh, Schumer's announcement about how batteries are big. Ironically, on the same day in Rochester, a big battery company that uh, sought out uh, lots and lots of taxpayer money, announced that they're pulling out. It <laughs> could be a game changer. As, as Chuck Schumer, excuse me, as Senator Charles Schumer often says, this is a game changer. Yeah, and uh, what an ill-timed uh, press release. Now, there is some con- uh, controversy as to whether funds uh, were released to this company or not, uh, that hasn't, in my mind, been clarified. There's, there's been statements both ways. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the lithium battery uh, business, state-subsidized, seems to be petering out before it, it even begins. Uh, maybe they made an unwise choice. But, you know, the point of all these economic development deals is... <laughs> They think the economy is, is like a store-bought thing. Okay, uh, we want jobs. Uh, we, we need jobs. We're going to put taxpayer money into it, but we don't know anything about these businesses. We're just going to, like they're off the shelf. Okay, give us some lithium battery gigafactories, you know. Uh, so I, I, I really find that interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming to the uh, Judge Judy school of life where she claims that nothing is ever coincidental. And, you know, the longer that I live, uh, you know, that seems to be uh, what I'm experiencing. Uh, We had these uh, police sheriff's raids, these targeted raids, and then all of a sudden, a month or so later, 
Sheriff Akshar puts in for a pay raise. Uh, very unusual for elected officials uh, to get pay raises in the, the middle of the term. So I think that was the reason for the targeted rates. One other thing, and I'm very – remember the the special investigation task force. Remember their charge and their mandate. They were going to go after big crimes. They needed an office. I mean this was an interdepartmental, interjurisdictional, uh, you know, heavyweight uh, operation, you know. Uh, well, what are they down to now? Well, they're down to uh, raiding their revenue agents. They're looking for untaxed cigarettes and and, uh, uh, cannabis uh, sales. Uh, You know, I mean, uh, you want to talk about a a small-time operation. We don't need to to fund this operation. We can go back to the local departments if this is is what they're uh, doing now under Fred Akshar. Well, only time will tell. Well... Uh, one more thing. Yesterday, congratulations to the public officials. They they raised the Israeli flag. I'm not I'm not fond of raising any other flags other than uh, old glory. And but they're they're hooked into this, so they did at least uh, give equal treatment to the state of Israel. Uh, however, I want to make one thing clear: whether it's the Black Lives Matter uh, marches, the, the riots on out. One thing is clear. All this trouble starts when people are allowed to parade without a permit. And, uh, you know, insurance is required. The names of people putting on the parade are required. And uh, on, uh, I think it's Saturday, there's going to be a Hamas uh, support rally, again, at the MLK uh, what is that, promenade? And uh, this is going to be, if it's allowed, it's going to be uh, an event, again, another event, again, without a permit. And if Mayor Cram stands for Israel, then he should stand for permits. Uh, well, what are you going to do? I mean, so the next time somebody has a gathering and they don't have a permit, what are they supposed to do? Be hauled in? You make the announcement that it's that it's that it's, un- it's an illegal policy. gathering, and then huh? the co- the police give everyone I don't know a reasonable amount of time to disperse. Yeah. Uh, attention, this this is a simulation, folks. So if you're at an illegal gathering, don't worry. This is not really the police. This is a simulation. This is the police. This is um, an illegal gathering. All people should disperse within five minutes or you'll be subject to arrest. Again, this is an illegal gathering, an unpermitted gathering in the city of Parlor. You must disperse within five minutes or face the consequences. That is all. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. Personally, I don't think there, if I could be blunt, I don't think there is the political will to enforce the permitting requirements. I, well, I mean, look back anything. over the last several years. Has has there ever, in in your estimation, well, you you're uh, you're a very close observer of the city of Parlor. So the, the question I ask you: 
Has anybody in any official capacity in Binghamton over the last decade tried to break up what probably constitutes an illegal gathering? Are you aware of a single case? No, and uh, 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 you have to to do it. Otherwise, you get the after party. And you know what happens at the after party? Yeah, I know. Uh, They do a million dollars worth of arson damage to public property. And that's, you got to be careful. Thank you, John. It's 920. You're listening to WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. From the Golf Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Nine twenty-three. We're joined now by Karen Sweet O'Neill. The following live segment is sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. How about yourself? Hmm. Hmm. Am I under oath? Well, no. I thought you went off because I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no, I had to. My attorney advised me to carefully consider any responses. Uh huh. If it pleased the court. Um, I'm going to decline to respond to that question at this time. All right. I respectfully agree. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you want to talk about tomorrow? I'll tell you what I want to talk oh, about Oh, okay. Tomorrow. Oh, by the okay. way, we'll we'll circle what? back, as they say, as hmm. as press people say when they don't want to answer a question immediately. We'll, we'll circle back. I'll circle back to that. All right. Didn't say right. when. But someday we'll cir- no, actually, at the end of this segment, we'll circle back to that original question, if you can okay. remember it. So keep that in I mind. So what will we be discussing tomorrow morning at <laughs> approximately this time? Well, I'll tell you what. It is open and annual, open enrollment season. Sounds like, you know, deer hunting or something for people that are on Medicare. And that's what we're going to talk about because there's been some changes that came down the pipeline. I want to make sure that everybody's aware of those. And also, Bob, um, in the, the open enrollment period is October 15th to December 7th. That's the time period when people that are on Medicare need to make choices for the future starting January 1, 2024, and how they get their health care and what product they use. So briefly, there was a front-to-back article in the AARP newsletter And I read it front to back and thought, wow, you know what? And it was about open enrollment and all the choices and different ways you can get your Medicare. And I thought, you know what? I do this for a living. And if I didn't, that would have really confused me. So we're going to touch on a couple points there that were just a little confusing. I mean, it was really good information, but there was just so much of it, Bob. And so that needs to be kind of... Uh, narrowed down a little bit so that people can understand it and know what choices they have. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. We're also going to talk about um, some drug plans that have gone off the market. And if you have one, you can't have that anymore in 2024. And unfortunately, some people don't even realize it because they get so much mail this time of year that they just kind of don't open it. And that's where you would see it. So we're going to talk about that in specific plans just so you don't miss anything if you're um, in one of those plans that they discontinued. And we are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East 
up behind back of Plato's Closet in Style Encore. You drive right up to us, one level. You can make an appointment for open enrollment or <clears throat> life insurance or annuities or whatever the, it is that you need help with. Um, several ways. You can simply call us by uh, dialing 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance, and all our contact information comes up. And if you miss the phone number, simply go to the phone book or Google it, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And to circle back, how are you today, Bob? Excellent. Thank you for asking. Never better. <laughs> top top of the morning to you already out at two uh, potentially developing new scenes. But, you know, that's unfortunately I can't stay forever because I looked at my watch and it's 9.02. And I'm thinking, well, if I stay here and see what happens then I won't be here or I won't be at the radio studio so people can enjoy the live talk program that they've come to expect. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you'll just have to figure it out later, I guess. Well, I will. Don't you worry. I'll, I'll be back <laughs> over worry. there. Not, you know, <laughs> people, the people in the neighborhood are certainly looking forward to my uh, dramatic return. So, you know, that actually that works out better because then – you know, things, the dust settles, and then I just go door to door to say, hey, what do you know? Hey, mm-hmm. hey, what tell do you me. Think? <laughs> yeah. yeah, best of all. And how did you feel when that happened? And people are like, right. well, how do you think I felt? I, you know what? That is one question, these interviewers. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, why would you ask them? I mean, come on, man. Show a little bit of human decency. Yeah. A, a little, a shred of empathy. Come on, man. How did you feel? How'd you feel? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and by the way, not people shouldn't be worried. Nothing untoward has happened yet, so good. good. <laughs> so it's, it, everything, that. everything is operating the way I look at it, Karen. Everything is operating normally in the Parlor City. We'll take it, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning. Very good. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Karen Sweet O'Neill, live. On WNBF. It's 928. We'll be taking more phone calls at 607-772-1290. What's in your wallet? Let me know here on Binghamton Now. Jumping on the trampoline, flipping in the air. I never land, just float the day. As I'm looking up, suddenly the sky erupts. Flames and love the trees, spread to fallen leaves. Now they're WNBF. Wait if I'm on fire. How am I so deep in love when I dream of dying? I never feel so loved. Well, 932 at WNBF. Let's take a gander at the forecast from the National Weather Service, from the National Weather Service Global Headquarters? No, it's the Binghamton headquarters in the town of Maine. 
High atop Mount Ettrick. Sunny today, 66. Mainly clear tonight, 49. Partly sunny tomorrow, 72. Partly sunny Thursday, 73. Mostly sunny Friday, 74. Partly sunny Saturday, 70. And even Sunday is okay. Mostly cloudy. A chance of showers, 63. Right now, here in Parlor City, 43. That's... 6 Celsius. WNBF. Everybody says, Bob, what about the air quality? How come you're the only one who dares provide the AQI, the air quality index? Well, as I understand, it's important to you to know whether you're able to breathe on any given day. Not just when you can see the air, as we did during the first week of June, but even when you can't actually see the air, you still want to know, is it high-quality air, the cleanest air New York can provide? And it's pretty good this morning. AQI, air quality index, is 31. That's supposed to actually get better as the day goes on. They say the air quality forecast for later today is 20, so it's going to be almost too clean to breathe. Your system won't be able to handle the air without the usual contaminants. It's 9.34. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? It's Beverly from the town of Dickerson. Hey I there. Uh, they must have worked last night, but I didn't I didn't hear it. Oh, with the bridge, the pedestrian yeah. bridge. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear it, so maybe they were... Maybe I'll hear some tonight. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they're... They're being very secretive about it. I wonder wonder why. What's the uh, reason for the secrecy? I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they're worried about, uh, about, um, you know, keep people getting hurt or, or maybe, you know, they're, you know. Or probably protesters. Like they're probably afraid that, yeah. uh, uh, pedestrian walkway, uh, supporters are going to hold, uh, a protest um, of the state's plan to demolish the 55-year-old pedestrian bridge that so many people really enjoyed. Yeah, well, it, from what I understand and what I've heard in the background, is it's for it's for safety. A lot of it is for safety reasons. Well, uh, you know, since since 9/11, that's the excuse for everything that government does. It's for safety reasons. If you, you notice know, my, that, my my brother died on nine eleven in Cottonwood, Arizona. He died at six o'clock in the morning, and that happened around nine o'clock. So it's it's a very very hard day for me. Yeah, that's it's a lot a and lot of things that happen. From a, from a aneurysm mm. in the aorta, but he went fast. Well, you know, so that's a hard day for me. So I. I try to stay away from the TV. Right. Well, it's it's a difficult day for for all of us. You know, so much. Hey, Bob. I gotta ask you another question. Oh, my sure. Friend. Um, where is there a place to park that you don't have to? You know, you don't have to. You don't have to sit by a meter. What do you mean here in downtown Binghamton? Yes. You just do what I do. When I I need to cover a story, you look for the one thing you don't do. And this is I, I I can't emphasize this enough. Never 
ever park in a space that has a handicap designation. Do not. Do not do that. But do what I do when I need a place to park. Say if I'm covering the news, I just look for a place that says no parking anytime and just park there. Yeah, well. I mean, what's the worst they could do? Uh, slap slap your car with a ticket and tow away your vehicle. But do you think they're going to go well, to that trouble? A friend of mine a friend of mine was downtown yesterday, and they didn't see a kiosk, and they got a $40 ticket. Well, and, uh I mean, that's, I mean, that's why you have to be careful. By the way, I was kidding about parking in a no parking zone. That, that was a, that was a joke. Never. First, the, the yeah, most important thing is never, never park in a handicap zone. So yeah. we can, we can park in a handicap right. area. If, if you have, yes, if you're authorized, you can use those spaces, but those who are not authorized should never. But to my other point about parking in a no parking zone don't do that either i i will say in the interest of full disclosure occasionally occasionally in covering breaking news i find myself in a position where i do uh briefly park in a no parking zone but i that's just because of necessity to cover a story i do not under any circumstances encourage people to to ever park in a no parking zone i i do it because I need to cover the news, but if I get a ticket, I I know that I deserve it. So, you know, but you know, this person parked out on State Street, and I guess apparently they didn't see the kiosk. And, well, and uh, you know, so anyways, well, they got they got a parking ticket for forty dollars. They're going to go and pay for it. Well, at, you know, it's a small price to pay for living in a great country like this. Yeah. Uh, how are those ramps? Are they expensive? No. No, they're, I, I think it's a dollar an hour. A dollar an hour. So if you're there eight hours, say. I say think that's what eight. it is. Maybe they changed it. The last I knew, I think the, I believe the parking ramps on State Street and Holly Street, I believe they're a dollar an hour, but maybe they changed it. Either way, that's what I would recommend. If you come to downtown Binghamton and you have trouble uh, finding a, a kiosk to pay your your parking. By the way, I, I think the kiosk system is working well. They had some glitches um, after the kiosks were first installed. Uh, some of the problems were Internet problems, but I think, think now I'm told they're working fairly well. But they don't tell they don't tell you the date that they put that they put on your ticket. It's just the you know the day and and so forth. And then they put their code number in there. Then they put the the, the officer's initials. But that's all, you know. But I guess that you know that. Well, I guess that my friend will have to park in there, and um. In a parking lot or, or the ramps. Well, or next time, look for the kiosk. I mean, the kiosks in most cases are yeah, tend to be. Yeah, but you in... can't put money in them. You have to use a card, don't you? No, you can can use money. But personally, oh, I I, I, I would. Inc- I would so... say if they're out there, Bob, I wish they were a different color because they're so dark. Yeah. You know, you know what they ought to do? Yeah. Have you ever seen where? Where the bus stops are, 
they had to put those little round circles up there to say. Oh, they could. Know, yeah, oh, so it'd be I easier to spot. Idea. Uh, I'll mention that when I when yeah, I see. No, you uh, put a picture up there or something. This is your kiosk. All right. You know, just put a circle up there and say, this is your kiosk. But it seems that they're all over the town of Binghamton. They're all over Binghamton. And I, you know, I was just wondering, I was just wondering if it would be cheaper to park at the ramp. Eh, I, I doubt it's cheaper. I think it's about the same. But again, whatever I quoted you about the, the current fee structure at the parking garage is I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I do believe it's uh, as they say at hardware stores, it's true value. Oh, okay, Bob. I thank you for your time and have a good day. Thanks. We're here for you. We've we've got a question, or we have an answer for every question here at WNBF. If you have a few questions, I will provide you with a few answers. 607-772-1290, Tuesday morning. What happens next? Nobody knows. So you have to stay tuned to 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com.